Hey fam, love and salutations, good people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Slow Wealth Podcast. That is Success Lives on Elevation. I am Kendra. And Ramon. And as we have with our previous shows, we always start off with a powerful motivational quote that starts by stating, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often, we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. All the time. Focus on your aspirations and not what was. What was. Focus on what is and what can be, what will be, what you are. Don't focus on what was. That open door has opened doors of opportunities for you yes ma'am all right so it's been a while since we've spoken to y'all and we love y'all we miss y'all um we've been busy yeah (laughs) we've been busy but not too busy to because you know how people say oh i'm busy or doing this and that no we've been Getting content, (laughs) getting new content for y'all just to, you know, kind of refresh and reset um, so that we can go into this with uh, a lot of new ideas and again, new content. Anyways, today's show is about four reasons to buy multifamily. Reason number one. There's four reasons to buy multifamily right now. Yes, right now. Right. Reason number one is the rising inflation and interest rates. Yes. We all know that they are sky high. (laughs) What are they around? I think they're around five to six percent. And it's supposed to go up again. Yeah. I think in May or June, June when the feds meet. So, but it could happen before that, before June. Yeah, it could. Uh, so the one reason for this is that it's easier to finance a multifamily property than it is to finance a house. And and let me assure y'all, he is correct because that multifamily is gonna help you. I can't think. It's going to help you qualify. qualify. <laughs> it's going to help you qualify because for the loan. If you're loan trying to buy a house and the interest rates is 6%, and let's say two months ago the interest rates were 3%, mm-hmm. and you could have gotten a house at 500000 Well, now the interest rates are 6%, you can only afford a house that's 300000 mm-hmm. So that just decreases how much you can afford. But with the multifamily, that let's say that that duplex is five hundred thousand, even though the interest rates are six percent, you still have help is in the income from the unit to help you qualify to be able to afford that multifamily. And of course, if you do a triplex or a quadplex, it just increases that that. increases your chances of getting that property, even at a higher amount. Exactly. Right, and so and that, I want I also want to talk really quick about inflation. Inflation isn't just something that happens. It happens over a period of time. So things, the prices of things rise gradually. And this is this was the result of our gradual rise. It just mm-hmm. didn't happen overnight. And that's that's how it's portrayed 
in other forms of media as if we woke up from COVID and oh my gosh, these rates are extremely high. No, this has been happening for years. It just so happened to be on everyone's radar because of COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go to the grocery store. What you used to get for forty dollars, <laughs> you look in your car, you got about two things for a hundred dollars. Yeah, you like, man, hold up, something okay. going on. So, all right, so that's uh, reason number one. Reason number two it's is cost segregation. It, please explain that because I do not understand it. I will be totally honest. So, cost segregation. Now, this is something that you can do in residential and commercial. What cost segregation is, is basically like an accelerated process. And I won't get too far into this, but you know, you know, if you guys want to know more, go ahead and Google. But cost segregation is like an accelerated uh, depreciation process. So when you own a residential property, you can depreciate that, that property over 27 and a half years. Commercial, I believe, is like 39 years. So, but when you're depreciating that property... You're only you're depreciating the property and, and the assets over 27 and a half years. But let's say you have appliances that only have a useful life of less than 10, 10 years. Well, you're not getting fully and you're going to have to replace it after 10 years. So with the cost segregation, what they do is they go into all every unit, take pictures of all the property related assets cost. And then they go through and they can help you to individually depreciate those assets based on their individual useful life over usually five, seven, 15 years. So you're getting your depreciation a lot sooner. Mm, okay. Okay. So um, that just helps when you own multifamily property, because if you like, you know, you have like the appliances, laptops, HVACs, roofs, they all have a different useful life. Your, mm. your roof life is a, uh, what, 15 to 20 years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Your HVAC, like 10 years. Your stove, refrigerator, maybe, I don't know, maybe another 10 years. Your laptop, hell, that shit might be a year now. <laughs> they come out <laughs> with a different one, it seems like every, every September or some shit. Mm-hmm. So, you're able, you're, instead of depreciating them over 27 and a half years, you can say, oh, I'm going to depreciate this over five years because that's what the useful life is. Mm-hmm. And then when I have to buy another one, then I'm going to do it again. So, it helps me on my tax savings. Okay. So, the reason for that, too, now is that they are about to, this is the last year that you can use 100% bonus appreciation. What is that? To, to, to cost segregation. Basically, just what I explained. Just that that accelerated process to use this cost segregation. So, I don't know. They're going to change the tax rules and stuff. They've been doing a lot of stuff. So, wait a minute. So, that means that you can't, you know, use this cost segregation for other, I mean, for appliances, laptops, roof, moving forward? What do they mean? Like, this is the last year. What does that mean? This is the last year that you can get 100%. So it's gonna go down every year after this. So instead of a, you know, this 2021, 2022, this this last year you can get, you can get like a hundred percent your bonus appreciation. After that, like 23, 24, 25, it's gonna go down like 20% each year. Why they doing that? I do not know. So how does that help investors? It's almost like whomever is making this, these decisions is against 
people investing? Or are they trying to prevent, are they trying to prevent big corporations from owning everything, like monopolizing the market of uh, real estate investing? Or are they trying to keep like you, people like you and I from investing in real estate? Uh, you know what, that is the question. I don't know because I would think that a lot of them own property. So it would kind of be in their best interest. Just like when they was talking about how they were going to try to do away with the 1031 exchange. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't think they'll ever do that. That's That doesn't make sense because that's how a lot of these people got their wealth. Mm-hmm. So for them to do that, it just, no, I was like, I don't even think that's going to go through. You would reset economy, the economy. Yeah. Literally, like that is how... People wouldn't be able to transfer their wealth. Yeah. So you would have... A lot of what they, what they call it, Gen Z people that's coming up. Yeah, all these all these new. They would start they, from the bottom. They would start from the bottom. Everybody would start start fresh. Fresh. They wouldn't have anything. I mean, that's not how. Which, that's how. That's not how America started, though. Well, hey, that might be a new America, right? Yeah. Everybody start fresh. Don't nobody come in this world with no silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah. You know, just like some a certain group of people did. Black people. So. Black people, we we came here with no silver spoon in our mouth. Hey, so. That might be a, let's see who do what now. Oh, I you see know? what you're saying. Yeah. That might, you know, I don't know. But I is don't want to get too far into it. For cost segregation? I don't, I don't I, no. I don't know if that's, no, I think those are two separate things. Oh, that, okay. That, like I said, the cost segregation, that's not as big as that 1031. Yes, absolutely. Cost segregation that, that is That I understand. <laughs> cost, right. The cost segregation, that's just, you've been able to depreciate all of your property costs over a shorter period, giving you those tax savings sooner versus over 27 and a half years. You might not keep that property 27 and a half years. You might not keep all those, you know, all those costs that you have for that property 27 and a half years. Mm-hmm. But you might keep the, the, you might keep your other oh, yeah. phone vibrating. <laughs> you might keep, you know, uh, those other you know, appliance, you might not keep those 27 and a half years. So it just, it's in the name, segregation. Yeah. Well, yeah. So sort of, <laughs> because you are separating, you know, you're separating individual property uh, costs, roof, HVACs, and appliances. You're separating those and taking the depreciation based off of their individual useful life. Yep. Instead of 27 and a half years on everything, because everything don't last 27 and a half years. And that's where a lot of people you'll see they'll start to sell their property. Because they're like, I'm depreciating and I'm getting my tax savings over this whole time. And once that runs out, now I'm going to sell the property because I can't depreciate it no more. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. Once you sell that property, that 27 and a half years starts with again with a new person, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, just re, it just restarts mm-hmm. over. And if you passing down to your kids, well, guess what? It restarts over. Now it's better. Maybe that's why they're doing it because that allows... If, if they decrease the bonus depreciation, that allows current investors to hold on to their property longer. Because you can, you'll can, you never, ever get to 100%. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. But you know what? We, hey, that would be a whole nother show. Because <laughs> cost segregation is a lot into it. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even make sense for you to do it because of how much it costs. Mm. So that's why, it, you know, you don't see many people doing it on smaller or residential properties versus, uh, you know, huge multifamily, big, you know, maybe 160, 100 unit properties or more. 
because of how much they probably end up paying in taxes mm-hmm. versus if you go in there and have them segre- cost segregate each unit, now they're writing off everything in that unit on each unit. So now you got to look at how much you'd be saving. Now the cost segregation, that might cost you six, you know, four to five figures. Mm-hmm. But if it's saving you, you know what I mean, hundreds of thousands, then it's worth it. Okay. Okay. So and I, cost segregation, if you have, I'm sorry to cut you off with you. If you have any questions concerning cost segregation, you definitely want to speak to a CPA. A CPA. Because they usually, the people who do the cost segregation are engineers. So a lot of CPA firms, they work with uh, engineers who do their cost segregation. Mm-hmm. We actually had our last CPA before he passed away. He did that. He had an engineer. That, so he actually kind of told us about that. Yeah. All right. That's reason number two. Rental reason number rates skyrocketing. Number three. I didn't even get to say three before you say it. I know because I'm excited about this rental one. Rental rates are skyrocketing. <laughs> so, yes, the rental rates are skyrocketing, meaning that apartment that you had that was $1,000 last year is now probably fifteen. Yeah. Right? And you're depending like, on the market. Yeah, depending on well, a lot of markets. So... What that does, that does create an opportunity to find value-add properties. Meaning, let's say there's a duplex in a neighborhood that is growing. You can see it's been gentrified, you know, and you can see those rents used to be $1,000, but now you can get $1,500, $1,600, and that property just needs to be fixed up. Well, you, you can buy it and buy it at a good price, fix it up. Now you can realize those rental rates which increases your cash flow and you're going to get the depreciation. Um, so that's another reason to buy. That is. And this gives people the opportunity, especially for uh, black and Latino people to continue to invest in your own neighborhoods. Definitely because a lot of people don't want to go in these neighborhoods or they used to didn't want to go into the neighborhoods that, you know, were kind of, you could say high crime. Now they are. And they, mm-hmm. they're coming in, and they sometimes they, they don't even mess with you. You just see them out walking their dog, <laughs> running. running around. you like, you know, they don't, they don't even care. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get you out sooner or later. Yeah. But they, they're coming into these neighborhoods, and a lot of these neighborhoods are in prime real estate locations. Yeah, because they're closer to downtown or something. Close to the water. And then they like, oh, yeah, we, we, yeah that's prime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we coming in. So... If you don't let these people in and just gentrify your own neighborhood, get that money, keep, you know, anyway. Well, no, I think, okay, we're, we're saying the same thing. Look, everybody can live together. As long as you live together, you mind your own goddamn business and take you go on with your life. Though. You take care of your 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 property, your your rental unit, whatever. You, you take care of your business. Mm. People can live together regardless of what color they are. But what we're saying is, is I think when when we talk to people of color, I'm, I'm just I hate to use that term because we're not a box of crayons. But just to you know, just to simplify things, when we talk to people of color and you see somebody moving in a neighborhood that's you know Asian or white, and they say, oh my God, look at them, they bought that house for two hundred thousand, now it's worth eight hundred thousand. And that is what, honestly, that's what's happening in Austin, in, in parts of Austin. And they said they're gentrifying the neighborhood. They have everything tailored to them, right? Mm-hmm. When we say, when, when you hear black folks saying them, 
or people of color saying them because uh, Mexicans do it too. <laughs> they say them. They are we pr- we're primarily talking about whites and Asians. It doesn't mean that we don't want you in our neighborhood. It just means that we haven't had the opportunity to invest in our own neighborhoods. Hence, what's been going on with uh, the banks lately that we've been finding out that they've um, been valuing our properties for less than what they are. If you're black or Latino, actually Latinos was higher. If you live in a predominantly Latino community or Mexican community, your uh, appraisals have been coming back significantly low. And they ain't loaning to your ass. Same for black and Mexicans. I mean, you know, it's it's different. We're black people, so our experiences are different. We're going to talk from a different, you know, we're cut from a different cloth. Um, but yeah, we have to see values in our neighborhoods. So that means instead of going to the suburbs, you got prime real estate where you are because a lot of times black and Latino neighborhoods are closer to downtown areas and near water. That's why they're coming in to predominantly black and Latino neighborhoods. So gentrify your own neighborhoods. Rental rates are going to continue to rise. Why can't you benefit from that? Mm-hmm. Yep, preach. <laughs> Tabernacle. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so that's reason number three. For uh, buying a multifamily right now. Now, last reason, reason number four, is the demand for housing and apartments is really high. <laughs> Can I say this? I, I just I, I know you want to get into it because you you have a Ooh, lot more to talk about. But um, just Ramona and I both have our license. Um, I'm actively using my license, and uh, I will tell you. That resale values on homes is up like what 35% or something like that. So that means basically if someone is living in a you know, a seller is selling their home that they currently reside, you know, it's they're selling at higher prices. Obviously, there's bidding wars and stuff like that, right? You're getting over what you're asking for. Exactly. The the option to that, the alternative to that is to purchase a new build. (laughs) Because a new build, a lot of them now are not getting into bidding wars. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't wanna do that. This is what it is. What we say the price is, this is what it is. However, those new builds, the price that um, that they're listing those new builds at are significantly over what the asking price was years ago. We'll say two to three years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to get a new build than a resale. Yeah. And and a lot of times, too, if you think about it, with some of these new builds, you're buying them with equity. Yeah. You, you know. are buying them with equity. They're not, they not built uh, the best. <laughs> you know, a nice little wind come by, they might, they might fall down, but... It depends on the builder. Yeah. And yeah, you have to do your research on that because not every builder is cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. There are some builders I heard that they like give those contractors 30, 30 days, days to build a house. Yeah. Like that 
Did you say you had a house? The whole uh, electrical system was rewired yeah, we, backwards. Yeah, um, it was. It was completed. It was scheduled to be completed April twenty third. I remember that, and it was April twentieth when we went into the home, and what, there was just like basically they gave the uh, the buyers three days to go in with the blue tape, and the blue tape means they go through, they look at faux pas, and they mark it with blue tape, right? They go around, they say, oh, there's a chip in the paint. Let me put a piece of blue tape here so the contractors know that that needs to be fixed or repaired. Um, and I was cutting on the bathroom light and I was, you know, flicking it on and off and I'm a little slow. And I'm like, this light is not coming on. And the the renters, because they, they were going to rent this house that someone was buying, um, they were like, well, the light is coming on in the washroom. <laughs> so we discovered going through different parts of the house that when you flicked the light on in one room, a light would come on in another room. <laughs> so it, it, so the house had to be totally rewired within three days because it was going to be closed, uh, closed on, on, or I'm sorry, six days. It was going to be closed on April 26th, but they had until April 23rd to go through and, like I said, do the blue tape. So it's interesting just to go into some of these new builds and see the quality. Yeah, that that's not there because it's, it's still quantity. it's the demand for housing, and these home buyers, I mean, these home builders can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it said, Austin, we had like a hundred thousand people move here. And only 45,000 homes homes were built. Mm -hmm. So you got, you know, 55,000 people who still need housing. Yeah. So everybody, the fact is, we're in a market where everybody can't even get a house. Right. um, If they talk about a new build. And then the resale, a lot of people still couldn't get a house because they were getting outbidded. Or a lot of people were not selling. Yeah. They're in a market. Because they're like, where are we going to go? Yeah, if I sell. Yeah, I might leave, you know, walk away with a couple hundred thousand dollars, but where I'm where am I gonna go? I'm gonna have to probably just move out of the whole state of Texas. <laughs> or go to Houston or Dallas or something, maybe. <laughs> maybe but, um, find something. <laughs> so yeah, you know, with that, because of the interest rates are rising, this is making homes more unaffordable, right? Because it was three percent a couple months ago, now it's six percent. So you're able to afford less of a house. And, you know, because inflation might be here to stay. So with that, the reason why this is a good reason to buy multifamily is because people need housing, which means a lot of people are going to go back or continue to keep renting. Which means if you are a landlord and you have an open rental, it's probably not going to be hard for you to feel it. Right. Vacancy rates are really low. Extremely low. They're really and low. A lot, no matter how big or small the city or town it is that you live in, they are extremely low. And, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's not a great thing when you see interest rates, ri- interest rates rising, you know, especially if you're trying to buy. But at the same time, if you already own, you know, that's less people that's going to be in that buy- home buying market. Because you have a lot of big investors who are buying up these homes and then just renting them out. Mm-hmm. But they're charging like astronomical goddamn mm-hmm. rent prices. <laughs> like no. there there is a three they buying a home five hundred thousand and renting forty five. Yeah. Forty five hundred, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't afford that. 
You know what I mean? So if you're a smaller landlord, you know, you got a duplex, triplex, four unit, you know, and you like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good with, you know, 1400 a month, you know, um, 1500 a month, whatever it is, you're probably more than likely going to be able to get that right now. So it's going to be a lot of people that's still looking for housing. It still might be one bedroom, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, whatever. So buying multifamily right now is really profitable. You know, more so than just buying a house. Uh, so, yeah, that's the last uh, reason. Those all four reasons to recap of buying the multifamily is because of rising inflation and interest rates. Two, cost segregation. Three, the rental rates are skyrocketing. And four, the demand for housing and apartments is sky high. Sky. So, you know, uh, start looking. Look for a multifamily. I'm telling y'all, they're going to be coming up on the market. And they're already out there if y'all just, just look around. Yeah, you definitely have to do some research when you're looking for uh, multifamily. Um, because you uh, want to make sure that those numbers work according to according to your preferences. Yeah. And you know, know how to analyze, listen to our podcast, you know what I'm saying? We tell y'all how to analyze a property. Um, if you really want to know, you know, hit us up. I'm uh, we're going to ask something, you know, cause we get a lot of people that text us, call us, and always asking us questions, how to refinance, yes. how to buy, how to do this, <laughs> how to do that. So we're going to try to make it a little easier for people to kind of contact us with all those questions and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, man, this is a quick, quick little podcast. We're going to head out. Hope y'all enjoyed it on this Monday afternoon. And, or uh, whenever you're listening oh yeah, to whenever it. you're listening to it. <laughs> um, so, yes, we're going to go ahead and close this out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Slow Wealth Podcast. That is Success Lives on Elevation with Kendra and Ramon. Yes, and Lord. as we exit, our motivational quote states, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one um that has been open for us okay yes all right and we are on facebook everything all podcast platforms instagram instagram we do have a youtube channel <laughs> we're gonna try to get better we're gonna get better. yeah we're gonna get we're gonna be more consistent i know man, we've I said that the last that, couple of right, shows right, man you just <laughs> there's somebody out there that know how to do all this you know y'all charge a reasonable rate man I will pay you yes yes we, we need help <laughs> I, don't, I don't like doing this alright y'all we're gonna head out you said you know what wait a minute you don't like I oh don't you mean like, like, like it, editing yeah, and stuff yeah, like that like, that's, that's what stuff, he means we love stuff, doing the podcast stuff take so. time yeah like, it does edit you gotta do it edit just put this in and rewrite this and all that and, <laughs> yeah, so if there's someone out there that wants to offer their services to us, we... Hey, I'll barter with you. I'll yes. throw you some information, <laughs> get you in this multifamily, you know what I'm saying? Just do our do our social media. Yes, yes, yes. All right, well, we love y'all, and thank you so much for tuning in. You have an awesome, amazing day. All right, talk to you. Peace.